Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And we got Mike again with us today. I mean, he's a staple. You'll end up having to introduce yourself. Yes, you will. I'm Mike. 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 Mike is our, our, uh, what are we going to call you? Um, Our production engineer. There you go. Let's stick with that. Man of all crafts. Video man. (laughs) Street Jesus. Dog treat dude. Street Jesus. Yeah, that was my first nickname. Street really? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I didn't have a nickname at the studio in Louisville. Uh, it was just, it's Bother. Bother's here. Yeah. One yeah. of the replay guys called me Both. Both? Was, yeah, was just saying Bother was too hard. Oh, so he just oh. called me Both. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I wore my hair down like one day, like six and a half years ago. And they were like, you look like Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Said, Thank they you. They were like, you know what? That jacket's kind of ratty, too. You look like Street Jesus. Wow. Like, right. And somehow rude. that's easier to say than both. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Wow. But yeah, production engineer. That sounds yeah. good. I like that. Uh, I like that. This is a high quality <clears throat> podcast coming exactly. to you from a professional recording studio and not a cigar lounge. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so day. today we're going to be smoking day. the uh, the Crowned Heads Limited Edition 2023 Bellicoso, um, which is the original Mil DS blend. Um, but just in the Bellicoso. And what we found with this cigar is it actually smokes way different than the yeah. original yeah. in a good way. So it's kind of cool to see just a, the, how a shape can completely change the profile of the cigar. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and both are brought the bourbon for today. Would yeah. You, would you bring us? Sure. So we got some Copper and Kings bourbon. Uh, it's a blended product. Brought to you by Copper and Kings. Uh, it is a blend of three bourbons finished in apple brandy barrels. Mm. It's 111 proof. Yeah. Uh, the three blends were not made public, uh, but I was able to find out what they were thought to have been. And that is consisted of 64% five-year Bardstown bourbon, okay. 24% 10-year-old Barton, and 12% 15-year Heaven Hill. Nice. So, so it was an interesting blend. Yeah. So in none a, of in it's a brandy theirs. barrel. They're not, right. they're not uh, are they distilling bourbon or just brandies right now? Do you so know? I think they're just doing the brandies currently, um, but this is not their first crack at doing something like this. I yeah. think they did their first one in 2022, uh, but it was not as complex as this one. Uh, it was more of just a let's take some MGP and toss it into a brandy barrel. Which honestly is cool. still yeah. probably pretty good. Probably pretty yeah. good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this one, you know, it's 111 proof, so it's it's not bad. Um, I drove all over looking for it because I didn't have it. Um, Where'd you end up finding it? 21st <clears throat> Amendment on 96th Street. Fishers. Oh, okay. Uh, you did drive all over. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. we were out. We were up yeah. looking for other stuff, and I went to a couple of Total Wines looking for the 1924. And yeah. Didn't find them up in... No, I uh, no, I think I it's seen. I don't think it's in the stores quite. It's going. It's supposed to be shipping out today, but not delivering until next week. Oh, but the, yeah, I saw that the distillery's pr- got it. Yeah, Wait. the retailers might have it first of the week. We should 
should have ours middle of the week. Did you see the catch with getting it from the distillery, though? No. Huh? You have to do the tour. Ah. So in addition it. to the $120 MSRP from the distillery, you also have to pay for the tour to get there. Yeah. Huh. So it's not a bad idea, but like. No, it's not bad at all. I'm seeing a lot they of people like, I just wanted to stop by and get a bottle on the way home. Yeah. They uh, won't I let them just Sorry about your luck. Yeah. It is. So we're talking about Old Forester 1924, which is their new release in their Whiskey Row series. Um, I am actually impressed and intrigued to see what they're going to do with that. And the interesting thing is that it is looking like it's a one of those mid to low tier allocations. Um, but you're talking about a 10 year old Old Forester product, which is unheard of. Right. Like they do not age that long for And I've anything. seen conflicting information, obviously, yeah. coming from multiple sources on the thought process behind doing the 10 year product with yeah. them or uh, that it was going to be some sort of annual release. Yeah. A limited annual release, actually. So, so it, it was interesting. Um, from Old Forester, I think they called it a limited annual mm -hmm. release. Um, so that, that that's interesting. But to put it in perspective for you guys, like the Old Forester Blue Label single barrel barrel proofs, those are normally four and five year old product. Right. They have heat cycled warehouses, so they're able to trick the whiskey a little bit more. A lot of their products are in that four to probably six year range. I'm not sure the age statement on birthday bourbon. I don't know where those shoot for. I don't know either. Um, and I'm not sure that's posted anywhere. But a 10 year old age stated product from Old Forester. I think there were a couple older in the uh, 117 series from them, but a standard release. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Uh, but a standard release, uh, ten-year-old product at a hundred proof, which is probably the highest proof that you're going to be able to get their older product in, because yeah. birthday bourbon is ninety-two and a half or something like that. Yeah. Lower. So uh, yeah, uh, that's that. I'm excited to try it. I, I, this has been kind of the first big hyped product in this year, or even since maybe early December, late November. And it's kind of cool to see them get that first one out of the, sure. out of the gates like yeah, that. Sure. So I'm excited. Um, one that's actually uh, worth trying. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. This Mil Diaz on the cold draw is all, uh, it's like cinnamon and uh, probably Fig Newton. That's yeah, what, that's what I'd a little say. graham cracker maybe. Yeah. So we chose the Mil Diaz uh, Bellicoso today because? Because. Coming out with the Maduro. Yeah. Yes, they are. At uh, TP, what's that, this month? Uh, yes, actually, I've already got them on order. Nice. Cool. Yeah, so <laughs> TP will be in Vegas this year. Um, yeah, they're, and it's just in a couple weeks. Yeah, so they said that they would be announcing or releasing them uh, after that. Uh, I'm intrigued to see the makeup of it. If it's going to be a regular release Sumatra or... Um, I think otherwise. I think it's a broadleaf. Cool. I think it's broadleaf. Uh, it's either broadleaf or San Andreas. I'm not sure which. Please be San Andreas. Yeah. Please be San Andreas. But even broadleaf will be oh, good yeah. on that cigar, I think. Well, that's a good point, too. You know, it could be Sumatra. It could be Habano. The, yeah. the name Maduro is not an actual leaf. The Maduro, name Maduro is really more about your the color. How long it's been fermented. So 
if you see Maduro, a lot of people think it's going to be Broadleaf or, or San Andreas, but anything can be Maduro. It just it's, That's the color. But I will say the, the darker colors do tend to make a little bit more rich flavor notes in a cigar. So even if you say you don't like Habano, you get a dark Habano, you may love it because it's going to give you a lot more of those deep, richer notes. So I read through some of the stuff from Mil Diaz yeah. on their um, article that they put together for TPE. It is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper over an Ecuadorian Habano binder and fillers that come from the Candega, Jalapa. Jalapa and, and Ometepe. Ometepe regions of Nicaragua. Nicaragua. So, so the three your, major regions of, of Nicaragua, yeah. Yeah. which so, is pretty cool, yeah. which I think that's some very similar other than the, um, the wrapper on yeah. the regular Mil Diaz. I yeah. thought there was a Peruvian component to, uh, to the new Maduro. No, to the regular release. Was there? There might the regular, be. Regular, I think that was one of the differences. They said that they didn't want to uh, just swap out the wrapper. Gotcha. So I would think with Peru a being a fairly... Fairly small region. I mean, maybe it's bigger than I think it is. I would think there's limited n- amount of tobacco coming out from there. I mean, uh, genuinely, and take this for what it's worth, I've been in Peru, I think, three times now, and I've never seen a tobacco leaf there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have been in the well, boonies. Same Peru. way, man. I've yeah. been in, I've been in Ecuador many times, and I've seen tons of flowers, but I haven't seen tobacco plants <laughs> yeah. growing. So, yeah. Must be on the other side of the mountain. Must be. Well, it's funny. I drive through Oldham County where my dad and my brother live, and there's just a tobacco farm on the side of the highway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's easier to see. All right. So I'm going to bring something up. Okay. Um, so last week, and honestly, it's not just last week. We've said this many times. You know, we have opinions. We share our opinions. This is an unfiltered podcast. It is. And if, you know, if you don't like our opinion, that's totally fine. We're not asking you to like our opinions. I'll tell you what, I've got a lot of friends that do things and say things that I don't like, but we're still friends. Uh And that's the way it is. But this last week, we had a couple people that were a little irritated with some, some one of the things, or a couple of the things we said. And first of all, we apologize that you, that you felt like we were personally attacked. Honestly, it wasn't an attack on one person. Honestly, it was more of an attack on a tactic or an idea. And, you know, honestly, my, my opinion doesn't change. I still don't think that flipping bottles and selling secondary is a good thing for the industry. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never agree to that. Um, and I'm trying to think what the other one was now. The marketing. <laughs> oh, the marketing. We all understand marketing. And marketing is one of those things where you're trying to sell a product and you know, I think we called out, we, didn't, we never we never called anybody out. And we will not call anybody out by name. We'll call out Eric Jansen by name because, yeah. you know, he likes to be called out. And we, well, just, he, we have fun with him. He's a friend of the shop. He's he been is. on the show he multiple is. times. But, um, we, you know, we won't call out who, who we're talking about ever. And honestly, if you think about it, what we were talking about, we were talking about probably about five different situations that we knew of in both of those situations. Mm-hmm. And um, it just happened to be that a couple of people felt convicted about what we said and didn't like it. And that's okay. We're not, we're not mad about that. But we want to let everyone know. It's like, we may have opinions you don't like, and that's totally fine. Yeah. But you don't need to sell us that your opinion is better than ours. Because well, the other, the honestly. The thing is, is like, please do not hit up our inboxes yeah. on Facebook <laughs> or text us and say, I thought we were friends. Like. Yeah, I've has done nothing to do with friendship. You, all this stuff, like, 
just because we share different opinions does not mean we can't be friends. No. And does not, like, it also, because we are friends, doesn't mean we have to support the organization that you're with. Like, right. it just doesn't matter. Right, exactly. So, again, you know, we apologize for anybody that feels like we're attacking personally. That's never the intention. But I'm not changing my opinions on things I believe in. And um, these are some of the things in the industry I feel like are, are not good. So it is what it is. Um, I feel like the, the things we did share, which probably people are going to go back and go, what the hell did they say last time? We'll yeah, go back because it yeah. was really not that big of a deal. It's around the 39-minute uh, mark. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because Isaiah went back and checked to make I sure did. there was nothing I, that well, actually slipped we out. Got a, we got enough bitter text this week that I was just like, okay, did we mess up? Yeah. I went back and I listened to it. Uh, two or three times and was just like, did I say anything out of line? Did I call anybody out? Um, did I call out anybody specifically? Yeah. Now there were some, there were some examples in there that are things that we have seen from some groups. Yeah. And you know what? Those examples might've come from your group. Yeah. And And, and there's a reason that we didn't put the name in there. I will tell you right now, I can guarantee you every, both of those examples we talked about have come out of every freaking bourbon group in the entire country. Yeah. It was not just one person or two people or two groups, whatever we're talking about. So this is really a call out to every bourbon group to do better. Yeah. That's simple. Do better. Bourbon collectors do better. It's Other simple. thing is, make this a better industry. When we do an opinion segment and uh, you don't like it, or maybe it's some things that apply to you, you know what? The reason it hurts you so much sometimes is because you're guilty. You, yeah, and even if some not, some of these things, you know, at, at, at a certain point, you've heard us call out Starlight, you've heard us yeah. talk about Old 55, and we'll name these people. But that's because we love the brand and are a little bit disappointed with them right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, these are brands we love. We know they can do amazing things. Right. And we're just calling them to be a little bit of a step higher. Are yeah. they going to listen to us? Probably not. Probably not. You know what? N- nobody cares about us. No. So uh, if you were hurt by last week's show, just remember that. Yeah. Nobody cares about and us. And we still love you, so it's fine. But... Yeah, moving on. But still, yeah. we, we just want to make sure everyone knows, you know, you know, just because we have an opinion doesn't mean it's gold. And if you don't have the same opinion, that's totally fine. We don't yeah. care. We're just asking for the industry to do better, period. That's it. Move on. It's good to be unbiased, but also have opinions. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So. No malicious intent. Let's let's talk about the uh, Copper and Kings here yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I've already been drinking on it. Yeah. It's delicious. Uh, the apple brandy really shows through on well, the See, palate, I can smell the nose a little bit on it. The, there's an oaky presence that shows up on the nose more than it does the palate, but it in no way tastes. Oh. Yeah. I oh. didn't see. I don't blend. remember how long it was in the barrel for. I, I, didn't, I didn't seem to find well, that part. Um, oh, my God. That's got so much fruit. Yeah, it's got a lot honey. of red fruit on the and, nose. I mean, it's got so many different flavors yeah. in it. It kind of does the, like, with the apple brandy and what I'm supposing is the Barton component, it's kind of like a fruit cocktail thing. Oh, yeah, big time. Almost artificial banana thing. That was the first through. thing that Jim yeah. picked out was was the Barton component. <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing is, if that was if that was just a little bit darker, I would almost think that's one of those Garrison Brothers picks. Yeah, it's got that same kind of viscosity and 
bursts of flavor all the way yeah. through it. That is a yeah. great bottle, man. It, it wasn't bad. Um, retail from them was sixty five ninety nine. Yeah, done. Um, done I found every it day of the week. First for seventy, so I overpaid five bucks. But to find yeah. it, you know, in this area at least in this market, I wasn't really Not expecting to find it at all. Yeah, uh, just because we're here. I'm gonna um, have to look and see if I can find that on the uh, it's on the good. distribution um, list. That's delicious. Yeah, it yeah. came out October twenty twenty three. So oh, and first self selling, yeah. I should be able to get some. Yeah, good. Yeah. Is this, so it didn't seem like it was limited. It's not limited? Okay. That's, I, that's not that I can you. see. I just, I'm just i not really sure who they distributed to. I think there were five places in Indiana that they had listed, and 21st was not one of them. Oh, so okay. I can tell you that Copper and Kings does not update their distribution list on their website. No need. Which most people don't. No. So no. that's that's okay. As long as you show proof. me that there's a couple places in Indiana that have it, I'll, yeah. go, I'll go somewhere. Yeah. yeah I'll, exactly. I'll find it somewhere. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so... We talked about it a little bit last week, too, about the sonic gauging that they do, which is kind of cool. Tell, um, oh, we did talk about that anyway, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit, just how they they have, I think, five or six subwoofers in the basement, and they blare out a certain bass note, and the uh, alcohol molecule is heavier than the water molecule, and it <laughs> rattles around in the barrel to make It's aging. marketing. It's marketing. marketing. It's also swishing around the liquid. But yeah. Yes. The, Which, fa- the fact that your are supposed to collide with the alcohol way, instead like, of I, the water. I, I don't buy that it's doing that much other than making sure things rotate around in the barrel. But again, it's loud. It's help. a cool story. Oh, right? it is. Yeah. And you know what? It and sells it's on the bottles. Label. It says Sonic Age. Yeah. I mean, that not that what people thought was the most amazing thing with Blackened? It's well, like, oh, my God, this stuff wasn't is. Wasn't Blackened a Copper and Kings collab? I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't. Uh, I for whatever reason, I remember the original batch being done at Copper and Kings. Um, past that, it's then been uh, like Willet juice inside the bottle. But I don't. Uh, I I'm, I'm not going to stand by that. But it's totally Copper and Kings' idea is what they. Who's did. David yeah. Pickerel? Dave Pickerel. <laughs> who is he? Dave. Are you I mean, I know who it is, but who's he work for? So I mean, he's dead. Oh, this says it was a collaboration with Dave Pickerel. Oh, okay. That was his last collab. Oh, okay. Was it really? Who did he work no, for? I'm trying to remember. Um, everybody who's anybody. Oh, like when he, he finished, wasn't it Brown Foreman? I think Brown Foreman was the That's most. That's what I was thinking it? was Brown Foreman, yeah. I don't know. Um, he was responsible for so many brands making it big. Um, probably most notably of which is Whistlepig. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he took, was like the he pioneer from on that. the map. Well, not the pioneer, but yeah, he, he yeah. gave him a name for sure. It doesn't say where it was distilled on that one, but it said that Dave Pickerel was the one that collaborated yeah, with him I mean, on it. I wasn't saying that Copper and Kings distilled it for him, but it would surprise me if they were, if there's another sonic aging warehouse somewhere. It just seems like a lot of money. It wouldn't be that hard. You get a warehouse and put up big subwoofers and just blare yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. They age with the brown note. The brown note. You can't go down there. <laughs> yeah i don't know so there's a couple uh, other collabs with copper and kings this year though uh with bardstown bourbon um so I, it seemed kind of cool um miss the double mistel barrel okay. and then uh pfeiffer pavit uh i think yeah. it's a cab okay so the pfeiffer pavit cab you're talking a bardstown collab yes so their original collaboration with Pfeiffer Pavit is one of the most beautiful finished whiskeys that I've ever tried. 
And uh, there was a long period in which I think I think it's been about four years ago, four or five years ago, where the where Pfeiffer Pavitt had a fire at their winery and it burned a lot down. And Bardstown just said, hey, we're not able to do this anymore just because like they're trying to build their stocks back up so that they can continue uh, their living, you know? Yeah, yeah. uh, the fact that that's coming back out is amazing. Uh, I think I'll be interested to taste it, having tasted the original one, because that was one of those. Uh, it was probably 160 bucks at the time when it came out. And that was the one bottle at that time in my life that I thought I might pay that. I might actually pay that. <laughs> so I have a hard yeah. time with some of those from from Bardstown because I, I got to try them. It's so hard to. But at that point in time, Bardstown was completely sourced using high age stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it was Barton stock or I think at one point they used some Heaven Hill. Um, They were using a lot of George Dickel at that time as well. But you were talking high age stuff in that 12 to 16 year category. And then they were finishing it in something as crazy as a Pfeiffer pattern. And when did that first one? happened with them oh i'll have to see i'll bet it was 2019 or 2020 because thinking about that whenever they had the idea for this copper and king bourbon uh bardstown could have supplied all their their juice for it i mean if it's the blend that true they said it was which is you know the heaven hill the barton and then bardstown it could have been stuff that they just had been sitting on didn't you say it was like Majority was Bardstown. The majority is six. Uh, supposedly, is sixty four percent Bardstown. Twenty four was. Oh, Old it's not Barton, on here, is and it? Fifteen year Heaven Hill. No, it's not. A, oh, I, I got found you. it I got through. You. Uh, I I sourced that myself. Good uh, job. I don't remember who said it, but uh, someone wrote it down. You read someone it. Someone wrote it down, it. and I read it. I believed it. Good job. So it has to be true. It has to be true. So uh, it's on the, the internet. The original Pfeiffer Pavitt was a ten year old Tennessee. The new one is a nine-year-old Tennessee, um, and the original Pfeiffer Pavitt came out in 2020. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they could have had some of these barrels sitting around that, you know, they're could using be. now. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you right now, the retro hell in this thing is absolutely freaking yeah. amazing. I've been talking too much. It's, spi- go it's got a little bit of spice to it, but it's not overwhelming the palate. Just everything shines through. And it's it's oh, really yeah. pairing nicely with this. I, I need I to find a, a bottle. Cin- of this. I get a little cinnamon on the retro with with the um, yeah some pepper it's with, got a with real... the bourbon. It's interesting because I got like candied apples. Almost yeah, it pulls the out the, the so candy it's like fruit. Cinnamon candy fruit. Yeah, it's an interesting. Note. There's a real leathery component for me too on the retro. Mm-hmm. If you guys see any bottles, just let me know or buy it and I'll pay you back for it. I'll really go grab want to a get one. More. Yeah, they, if you're yeah, if you're close to it, yeah, don't I'll drive out of your tonight. way. We're actually we're going to 1933, so I'll, okay. I'll oh, that's right, it's right there. We're going to be there yeah. in a day or two as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll grab the rest of them. Um, speaking of fires, said fires. At yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, new series, the Bourbon Blaze, is out. It's a docu series. I'm led to believe it's a docu series. Yeah, there's it's only one episode local. out. <laughs> um, it's a free app you can download. They have other things what as well. What is it on? Very local. Very local. Never it's, heard of it. Before, it's free until this. It's based out of it Louisville. Sounds yeah. free. <laughs> it is very free. It is a very free app. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, everything I read about this this little documentary. Are they doing a sounded like hill fire? They thing? are. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. what it is. It's called yeah. Bourbon Blaze, and it seems like it's a docu series. Um, 
documentary that depicts the happenings of the Heaven Hill fire in 1996 and That's everything cool. that had happened. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's like, there's always somebody new to, to bourbon. And yeah. I, I feel like Damn. I see it like once every couple years, somebody shares the article and they're like, oh my God, do you know there was a fire? <laughs> like, well, it was a huge yeah. deal. It was. It, it was. It was almost devastating. Yeah. So. Thirty yeah. million dollars in damage is what they said. Yeah. The first episode was like it's twenty-two minutes, so it's really short. Yeah. Um, they pretty much just go through talking about how all the distilleries came because there was a beam at every single distillery yeah. in yeah. the nineties. So there's still almost still, still are, yeah. is. It's still family heritage at all yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, but how they all came together and kind of helped, you know, they spent a day with their mash bill and did everything oh, awesome. as a community. So it was really cool. Um, I bet they're sad that they did that now. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we talked about it afterwards and, and we thought, you know, I wonder if that would stay true to today. I think, the competition in the I think it lane. would. I think it would. I think it would. The funny thing is. Still a good old boys now club. That, now that you talk about that and people running Heaven Hill Mash Bill on there still, like, you got to think about some of those older Heaven Hill releases. Like, was this aged or was this made at, at uh, the Beam Distillery? Or, yeah, it could be. You know? Yeah, yeah. could have been. Yeah. Kind of, it would be a cool history thing to know about, but. Well, it would be really cool really if they would find out if they would have had the foresight, which I would be really shocked if they didn't. If they were to take, you know, 10 barrels from the beam location, 10 barrels from Heaven Hill, 10 barrels from wherever else they and actually did collab, did, you know, three, seven, five bottles of one from each one of them yeah. from that rat. That would be freaking amazing to see if, they're, if there's much difference or if the distillery operation at this level now is just makes the same shit. You just have to age yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's why the limestone water is so valuable in Kentucky because there's 98,000 barrels that spilled into the river. Uh-uh. So, so all that limestone it's still bur- brown. It's not even water. It's just bur- <laughs> you're just using bourbon. <coughs> so, that's great. Yeah, fire yeah. up your bidet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's bourbon. It's sanitizing. Man. Exactly. Exactly. But it was cool. Like, they talked about, um, you know, the fires are happening. There's neighborhoods that are catching fire and trees and forests and... Some one of the beams runs back to the main house and he's grabbing a chest of yeast. So yeah. like they saved like the original yeast. The gold. From, yeah. So yeah. That's what led me to think that this was a short series because I feel like they probably shouldn't have given that away in the first episode. Yeah. And like, it was 22 minutes. And it was long. 22 minutes. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, no way that's it. Yeah. yeah they just jumped right to the fire. And then it was over. And I was like, well, that was 20. That also almost sounds like a college, you know, um, video they had to make. And someone thought yeah. I was good enough to throw it out there. Yeah. A like, lot of newspaper a clippings. A lot of old footage. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I hope they continue. I hope there's more than one episode. I do too. Because so. that's one of the, I've, I've had, I've told people quite a bit. There's a couple of um, se- or series on, I don't know if it's series or just one episodes, but um, on, I think it's Amazon Prime, uh, Neat. And then there's one for um, Scotch as well, I think. I don't remember what they are, what they're called. I've heard of Neat. I haven't. I haven't. Neat's the best one. I mean, I I mean, unless you're just a Scotch guy, I mean, Neat. Neat is actually the one that is really good and informative for people. Well, and the other piece of uh, bourbon history that came out on Netflix was in their series called Heist, and they talked about the. Wild Turkey and Pappy Van Winkle barrels that went missing. That's right. That was a cool history moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Netflix's docu-series are fantastic. They are. Um, 
a little more involved than very local. I'll tell you yeah. that yeah. <laughs> for that one. But yeah, it was well put together for what they had. Cause obviously you can't do a lot of the things that Netflix does. But yeah. They, I mean, even on this, on the bourbon blaze one in the first episode, they were talking to, you know, the Russells and, you know, they were talking oh, to that's cool. all the original yeah. distillers that are still around and some of the current CEOs, some of the former CEOs. So, there's just a bunch of really so cool some heritage. high caliber people. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So they they were able to pull it off. It and wasn't hopefully just they like, keep going. Hey, my grandma worked at the packaging facility. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mailbox caught on fire. It was a bad day. So I don't know if you guys saw, which this actually came out a couple weeks ago. Um, Alec and Bradley or Alec Bradley and Starlight released a new uncut series. I saw that, I did. and it's um, so it's a gatekeeper from Alec Bradley. And the Starlight Single Barrel Bourbon finished in Vino de Naranja. Naranja? VDN. Just say VDN. VDN, that's true. VDN cast. That that makes a lot more sense, yeah. Um, So this is actually their third release, and I didn't realize that Starlight had done this for three years in a row. I hadn't Uh, either. I think it's to a specific club. I don't think it's anything that ever hits. Oh, is it? Okay. uh, I didn't read the entire article. But it is a pretty cool thing to have a relationship with Alec Bradley. Right. Yeah. Um, Even though they sold, but I mean, they, they sold, sold for a lot of money. Yeah. Well, the Suns, they are really, they have done a lot in the whiskey world, even down to sponsoring uh, whiskey channels like ADHD Whiskey and Bourbon Junkies. And I think at one point, Maybe Mash and Drum, which those are some of my favorite whiskey channels on YouTube, like as far as whiskey reviews go. Um, but it, it, it was, it's been really cool. Like they did multiple cigar collabs with uh, Bourbon Junkies, which is. Yeah. Like, I've seen awesome. a lot of the stuff that they've done with them, and it's really nice. Um, our DC's here. Woo. Oh, there you go. Is I don't know what I got. One Before. bottle. I Monday. see it. Of what? Heaven Hill? Nope. Oh, no. They're not Heaven Hill. 1924. Look at that. No, Is it one bottle or one case? One bottle. Damn it. <laughs> it's a Balaton. It's oh, that's... Oh, it's supposed to be one bottle of Balaton, too. Dang oh, it. there is a 1924. Oh, it's, it's backwards. Yeah. We're supposed Holy to get crap. a case of 1924 yeah. and one Balaton. Hey, bring Son that over a... here. Bring that over here, Tam. <laughs> no, Tam, get over here. <laughs> bring it over. <laughs> No, that, if that's I can't my only it. bottle, we're not cracking it on the show, guys. Yeah. No, I'll find it. We'll find one. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got yeah one Alec bottle. Bradley. Alec Bradley's. Uh, so I, that was used to be one of my staple cigars was the Gatekeeper. So this but says don't, they're don't selling know. it through that Bourbon Outfitter. Who? That pack. Oh, okay. But there's nowhere to. I mean, it said it was ninety nine nineteen or ninety nine ninety nine. You click on it, it takes you to something that doesn't allow you to buy anything. So. Mm. Gotcha. Maybe, maybe it sold out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think Bourbon Outfitter is a website that's ran by Justin's House of Bourbon. It could be. There's a lot of uh, the bigger Patreon groups that will use Bourbon Outfitter to peddle sure. their picks. So. Yeah, I read that like it was new, too. I didn't realize that that had been a thing for a couple of years now. No. I, I guess I don't know why I hadn't really seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really say much about it. So, um, yeah, that was the main thing. I saw, I saw that pop up this week. That was the only thing new I saw come out this week. Hey, Tim, can you bring out over here real quick? <laughs> the Balachin. I don't know why Balichin. she wants that 1924. 
So yeah, there it is. Anybody on the show or anybody watching the show can see it's the Old Forester 1924 10 year old. Uh, their whiskey row series. That wasn't so it's hard to find. Some guy just almost frozen right now from the truck. So oh, I'm yeah. sure. But um, how do I get that treatment? What? I, well, like everyone else is looking for it, and this guy just walks in the front door and hands you a hands bottle. us a bottle. Man, yeah, well, you know, you got to buy a bunch of shit, and I only still <laughs> got one bottle. <laughs> well, it's here. Well, I'll tell Try you. I'll tell you a funny story. That our so um, Kevin, he's a he's a good friend of ours here, and he's actually a, a, a brand brand manager i think it is for rndc and he was telling me he said i gotta i'll make sure you get a bottle of this i'm like cool and um then my my lady that contacts me weekly to let me know what's in stock said hey 1924 is coming out would you like some this is how much a case is so much per bottle i'm like yeah i'll take a couple cases (laughs) and she's like okay i'll get it on order for you i'm like oh here we go and she comes back she's like i don't know if i can get two i'm gonna try to get you one case i'm like that's fine give me a case and then she came back and says, yeah, they, they told me you, you're only going to be able to get one or two. I'm like, that's what I thought, but I was just trying to see if yeah. maybe she'd get it one for us. One or two cases? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to get more. Well, you have to go do a tour for a case. So if you're seeing this on Monday, get in here because this is not going to last through the week no, probably. Uh-uh. Yeah. Not, not, a, not a cheap pour, but not a super expensive pour either. No. Not compared to what some of the um, – higher dollar bottles are. I mean, this is a $120 bottle, I think it is. Yeah. So. Which is a little more MSRP than what I thought it would have been. Yeah, same um, here, but. But for the older, older it, juice, yeah. The problem I mean, it, is, I guess it's like 120 bucks is just about standard nowadays. Yeah, anything, for any of the good releases, yeah. Mildly limited. They're just like, yeah, we'll probably yeah. over 100. Might as well. It's hard. It's hard. It's, yeah, I like the, I mean, the packaging's the same, the label, like, nothing's changed. Colors are purple. That's the interesting like, thing to me, is that yeah. it's supposedly no an annual limited release, and it it just is uh, the Whiskey cool. Rose series. Like, nothing particularly special about the bottle, or... It does have the story. It's got the, the story on the front label. Tell the story. It says, in 1924, Owsley Brown took barrels of whiskey with different mash bills to a warehouse on Howard Street in Louisville, Kentucky, and bottled them as Old Forester. It's a really long sentence. This 10-year-old expression honors the 100th anniversary of this occasion. That is what the story says. It is quite chilly. It is quite chilly. Quite chilly. I'm so, gonna, I like the packaging. I'm going to get us a little bit just to oh, get all right. our first well, opinions you. right yeah. out of the bottom yeah. gate here. Definitely going to have to let it warm up a tad. Yes, yes. By the time we're done with the show, we'll try it at so the end. Speaking of overpriced pours, I know last week you were talking about your uh, New Year's Eve adventures with your <laughs> very high-priced pours. <laughs> yeah. We went to, uh, well, we were going to go to Juniper on Main last night in Carmel before our our show that we went to. Yeah, which show, which show did you go? <laughs> Puddles Pity Party. Yeah. What <laughs> Scott's Nightmares. Puddles Pity Party, man, he is just uh, actually a silent clown that sings. He won't talk to you. Was it entertaining? It's very entertaining. It's very dry humor. Okay. Look him up on YouTube. It's hilarious. It gives Scott Johnson nightmares. I th- There's nothing about that that's appealing to me. Where, where was he at? Uh, the Tarkington. I've never even heard but of that. In the Civic Center in Carmel. Oh, gotcha. Uh, it's like a performing arts center. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, He's a funny dude. He started, he did America's Got Talent. That's I don't what think I he won. He was on. I don't think he won 
it was three, four years ago now, maybe longer. Comedians never win AGT. Yeah, I mean, he just does covers. Like, so yeah. I, he doesn't have his own music. Uh, he does covers of literally everything. Uh, but so he has an amazing voice, opera type so voice. So describe to me the fan base. Uh, and like, <laughs> who? who Everyone. Is, uh, really? Everyone. There were teenagers that were probably forced to be there. Yeah. There were 60 to 70s. Like, so it's not like an edgy person it's thing. Not it's not like, really. It's nope. not a hipster thing. Nope. It just is. The guy behind us was hoping for some ACDC, and the people in front of us were hoping for Adele. Wow. So, like, wow. the gamut that was there. Take. So it was but it was really Huddle's got range. Yeah, he's he? got range. His whole show was based around Kevin Costner. I guess he's got a thing for Kevin Costner. Okay. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he used That's some funny. some pretty funny material from a lot of his movies. Uh, and it was it was really entertaining, but for the inex- uh, for the uh, extra expensive poor, we went to oh, yeah. we were going to go to Juniper on Main for dinner. We pull up at five thirty, no reservation. Didn't think we needed one. Uh, sounded real good. They had a lot of tacos. Walk in the doors, nobody there. Oh, that's yeah. a bad sign. Well, I was excited. I was like, we're going to get in and out of here quick. Yeah, but it also like, means yeah, no have- one else wants to eat there. <laughs> well, you would think, but apparently everybody wanted to eat there just at 5.45 when they had their reservation. So we were shunned and turned away because uh, we didn't have a reservation. So Gotcha. We went to uh, Saver, which was right up the street. I have heard good things about Saver. It's amazing. This is our, our second time being there. We went there for our anniversary last year. Yeah. Uh, it's a wood fire grill. Oh, cool. Uh, Henry Najim is the, the head chef there. He is amazing. Wood fire everything. It's like a, like a meat place mainly. Like steak are you talking and meat? seafood. Oh, so like yeah. I had the chipino. Um, Jen had the salmon, uh, but I mean everything is steak, seafood, That's and awesome. great appetizers. So gotta love it. I got me a pour of. Uh, they don't have a bourbon list. They don't have a whiskey list. They have a cocktail menu, and a wine list, like most places in that area. Yeah. Uh, so I told our servers, really nice. I was like, I can just walk over there and take a look if, if you don't feel like walking over there and writing it down. Because I can ask you a hundred questions. Um, you could take it over she, there. Uh, she wrote down a couple things that were on new releases because I asked about the 1924. Yeah. They didn't have it. Uh, but they had Heaven Hill bottled and bond. Which is delicious. Which is delicious. What I drink here what the majority you pay of the time. What they 40 pay? bucks? No, actually, it wasn't that much. It okay. was 22 Holy, that's still high. But that's half the price of the bottle. It is. Right. So <laughs> I was is. expecting it to be more like 25 to 30. Yeah. But I, that should be. I needed it. That should be. I needed it. 12 bucks, maybe. It should be. But, well, and that's, and that's the thing, too. I know when, when it first came out and I started buying the cases of it. It did just drop in price. It did. Year. And oh, that's did. the thing. It dropped like almost 20 bucks in price. So we walk in. Well, not 21st. 20, about 15 bucks in price. So we go to 21st Amendment. And I'm not thinking that we're going to have a good trip there to find this Copper and Kings. Because as soon as you walk in the door, they've got the glass case with all their allocations in it. That's, and the first thing that are all above secondary pricing. Oh, yeah. All the time. And the very first one front and center is Baby Saz. <laughs> and it's $62. God. And there's Buffalo Trace next has to it. it. Yeah, God, everybody has it now. So I'm thinking that we're going to have a bad trip, and I'm not going to find this Copper and Kings. Well, Jen's like, there it is, right there. So we picked it up, $5 over. But then behind the register, they have the Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond for 52 
I'm like, that's great. That's like, bad. Sometimes that's what Costco has it for. Yeah. Usually yeah. it's like 46, 48. I saw it 44 today. Yeah, yeah, I think that $45 so range is where it's coming to. Yeah, yeah. So some of their stuff is not not horrible. But, Which, again, uh, is is a great price for that bottle. When they hit 55 everyone was freaking out a little bit because you're talking about going from a $20 bottle sure. one year older to 55 yeah. But then once people tried it, like, it's a different animal. But now bringing it back in that McKenna. $40 yeah, range, it's, it's great. It's not McKenna. Like, McKenna 10 was good when it first came out because it was $22. It was really drinkable. Yeah. Was light I will still but pay like, 60 for McKenna. That is see, one of the most solid I don't know if bottles. I would. I did. I still I like having I like having no bottle and bond more, though. Than I think McKenna. I do, too. Really? I, I, I do. I would spend, wow. I would spend the, uh, the money on the bottled and bond. I feel like it's just a little bit more deeper and richer in the flavor notes. I think you. The McKenna. I think you lie. <laughs> I cracked one. I cracked my McKenna that we got down in our yeah. pick. The last, you know, the one I on the pick. Yet. I cracked. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> damn it. <laughs> but no, that um, I, I I thought it was great. But it, I mean, I'm like you. I'm like I paid seventy bucks for this at the distillery. I would have much rather paid around thirty five for it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it was still good gotten a 17 it is a uh it's a beautiful old-fashioned whiskey like just the oakiness in there oh i bet it is up. good like, and old-fashioned any cocktail you want to make with it like you're a little bit sad that you're making cocktails yeah with it it's at that price point but but like goodness. we say all the time you drink your bourbon the way you like it yeah. and don't let anybody tell you differently i mean it's like the secret has sazerac oh my god it's a 90 dollars so bottle and a sazerac <laughs> so it is freaking it's delicious amazing. it's amazing yeah uh, so some cocktails are only as good as the sum of their parts. Yes. So make them. Most are. True. Most, most are. Yeah. Yeah. Other times, like if you have a drink that has Campari or Aperol in it, like do not worry about your um, spirit base. Yeah. Because those are just going to mow anything over that you tried to do. A hundred percent. Yeah. But those are bitter liqueurs. It's a different story with that. Uh, as opposed to just regular Angostura bitters or simple syrup. Well, and, and just like when we had the, the Crowned Heads and Angel's Envy event here, I never liked Angel's Envy rye ever until we did it with that pairing. Yep. I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try this in the Sazerac. Absolutely ruin the Sazerac. It's too sweet. <laughs> I could see. It's I way see. too sweet. Okay. It has to be so, rye. So really quick, Rob, you have said that th- same thing. I know. I know. A thousand times. Every episode since that one, <laughs> you, you've made a point to say, Elijah Craig, talk, talk about your pairings. And I'm, then, you, then I'm you'll say, you. I have never liked, I, know. I have never liked uh, Angel's Envy Rye. Until, until you pair it. Yeah. And so, well, I make either. He's it's there. because I've said so many times how much I hate Angel's Envy Rye. No, and I'm just, like, that's just not true anymore. Yeah. There's a time and a place. There is a time and a place. You're just like Peter trying for to Jeff make it Creed. up to Jesus. No Jeff the Creed, though. <laughs> no Jeff the Creed. I was looking for the, uh, what's the new one? They have an eight-year now? Yeah. I was looking I for that. I decent things about it. Yeah, I, I, thought, I didn't uh, find any, but. I thought Jack told us that eight-year was okay. Do you remember Yeah, that? yeah. Well, at, at Will's, yeah, yeah, he was talking about the yeah, newest he did, one. Because yeah. we asked him what he thought about. Well, and, and, and you asked Deshaun, him what he thought about Chattanooga, and then Jeff the Creed got yeah, brought up somehow. Yeah. So. Well, I'll probably get an angry text from Jeff from um, uh, Deshaun now because he's going to remind me that we did a blind. I did a blind, and actually Jeff the Creed was in the blind, and I actually didn't <laughs> mind it. So it's like, so was it gonna, the bloody butcher? No, it was the not. Good. I don't know which one it was. It, it was just I thought all of regular, their, I, I thought, thought all of theirs. I thought it was butcher. too. 
but this one didn't have that funk that a lot of them do. Maybe an unopened bottle on the on the bar for three years, or an open bottle on the bar for three years. Maybe some of that funk goes away. <laughs> How many know. cigars did you smoke? None. Wow. No, that was at lunch. That's clean palate. Clean palate. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't no mind it though. I didn't mind it. Yeah. So you've taken mm. your. Uh, your uh, whiskey steward class, right? Mm-hmm. Your bourbon steward. Just a bourbon. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. yeah. So I did mine. I passed mine the other day. Good. I did did you even read the book or did you just go for it? I I told him not to. Yeah. yeah, I opened the book yeah. and then took the test. The yeah. crappy part was you have to pay for shipping now uh, for to, to get the test. So I couldn't just well, because log in sh- and pay for the test. They well, want to they send you the, you the book. book. They ship you the yeah. Right. yeah and the pen. Do you how get, much you the shipping is? Uh-uh. What? $19 from Louisville to here. Yeah, that's kind of silly. You know what else yeah, I, I found out today? This is what I found out because it'll be delivered today. It shipped from Greenfield. <laughs> you could have driven okay, down the so, road. So here, here's the deal. <laughs> and then went to Louisville and then back here. Oh, that's oh. so oh, there's that's that. Wild. That's right because there is a pin maker in Greenfield. Yeah. Yeah. Makes them, ships them there. and then, and then That's yeah, hilarious. So with ping pong, so they could have just texted me and said, hey, your pin's ready. That's I did funny. not realize yeah. that I was kind of bummed. The case. But, uh, so I did. The first question that I had was, uh, and I have to imagine there's probably not a wrong answer on the first, well, at least this one. I know they're random, but the first one was, what's the best way to enjoy bourbon? Yeah. And, like, the answers were any way you like yeah. with your friends and two other, like, off the cuff. I know. They yeah. have to not, like, I might, I missed two. I hope that wasn't one of them. Because I don't remember. Honestly, like, I think I missed that. one too, and I went back and and figured out which one I'd missed, and I'm like, no, I'm still right. You guys yeah, are wrong yeah, on this yeah. one. And it was because that it was one was you had one to fill in. Ones? You had to fill in the the words. Oh yeah, there and, was a couple. Of and those. I said metal hoops, and it wanted metal rings. Oh, I'm like, come a, on, how guys. A white oak barrel held together. Yeah, I'm like, come on. So metal like the rings, actual definition hoops. was it's held together by pressure with metal hoops. Yeah, but like. And I put metal hoops rings really part or metal because it, like it's, it's pressure and I know. rings. Also, I would refer to that as tension, <laughs> not pressure. Not pressure. Yeah. The book said. But pressure. it was just talking about the rings only. I know. And I'm yeah. like, I think I used the word rings. They wanted me to use the word hoops. I'm like, come yeah. on. It is what it is. Come guys. on, Rob. Get Damn it together. It. But I will say the next level, I know the one that uh, Will's going through right now. It's going to be one learning. where you're going to have to read everything and remember everything. Yeah, because that one's like detailed. all around the world whiskeys. It is, and yeah. Bourbons and it's. I'd still it's like everything. to do that one or go down to Crowded Barrel and do the one down I'd there. I'd have to do the in person one. I don't think I could do that one as an online class. I'd, yeah, yeah. I can't focus, and I, I hats off to you for doing online learning. I I can't do that. <laughs> I yeah. I'm I can barely way. read. So like, I <laughs> are you dyslexic? No, I just doesn't. <laughs> I don't know what it is. By the time I get to the end of one page, I've lost everything. That's um, what makes me think I'm, we need to do a trip do down to the Wizard Academy down at Crown of Barrel. You know how expensive that is? It's, it's not as bad as you think. Three to five K? It, it is. Your Except for if you go down there to the Bastards Ball, they knock 50% off of it. So Dang. it's 2000 But that includes the entire the week the of... Food, lodging, class time. And you come out of Somalia. Somalia and... Anytime you're there, you can go to the big, massive wall and taste anything you want for the rest of your life. Wow. It's, I mean, for two grand. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I bet you the one that Will's doing, I bet you, I don't know what the price is on it, but it's got to be pretty expensive for that level. So, honestly, and, and there's a way. If you don't go to the Bastards Ball, you can actually still get that 
50% off discount. You go online and take their little, like, it's almost like the bourbon steward class yeah, that like they do. It's like 150 bucks. Yeah. You pay for that, and then they'll knock 50% off of your four grand. Yeah. It's not terrible. I mean, when you think of, because it does travel too, right? Like, yeah. It wasn't the lodging. and It's everything. I mean, you're literally staying on site, on the, in the cabins, on the property. Spirit. Huh? As long as it's not Spirit Airlines to get there. Well, I'm sure uh, yeah. you have to make your own way. <laughs> I think I think the flights on us. Okay, yeah. but, but it's everything just the lodging there, which yeah, could still food, be everything. I mean, that, that's still a, a pretty penny sometimes. So yeah, yep. I think it'd be. I'm, I'm definitely in on doing it at some point. So, but it'd be fun to do it as a group. I would love to do that. Yeah, it's a little easier to get to there than it is to Ireland, but yeah. still want to do that too. I'm still down to go to Ireland, but <laughs> yeah, I want to go to Ireland. I like Texas though. Yeah. I do too. I could I could live there. <laughs> I don't think I can I live there in the that. summer. I'm not a big fan of them in the summers. That's where my mom hell. lives, so I don't know if I could live there. <laughs> you don't like your mom? I didn't say that. <laughs> I like your mom. I've, oh. ne- I've never heard of you going to Texas, Mike. Uh, I've never been to Texas. There we go. How long did your mom live there? <laughs> uh, 18 years, maybe. Okay. A long yeah. time. This stuff is still freaking cold. Yeah, I was waiting for it to warm up a little bit. This reminds me of my tasting experience at Jack Daniels Uh-oh. because they put you in the tasting room at the end of the tour. And we had oh, bought. Did they, they pull your old number seven out of the freezer and pour it for you? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> old number seven, gold, um, Sinatra. And there was one other. Um, yeah, I don't remember what the other one was. Oh, they had their single malt for us to try there. Oh, nice. Um, And that was a couple of years ago. So before they ever even put it out to the market. But it was like they pulled them and they poured them in plastic cups. Keep it classy, Jack. (laughs) And they were just. Were they solo cups? Red ones? They were the mini ones. The mini red ones? Oh, I've got some in the truck. They were clear. Well, you got to be able to see your jack through the clear. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dentist cups. <laughs> well, and all of them walk you through the same thing. Now, the first experience with whiskey you have is sight. So just take a minute. Look at your whiskey. Swirl it around the glass a little bit. Pour it in your hand. Look at see that. what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Smack them together. Smell it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, okay, this is old number seven. <laughs> you guys, yeah. please give me a break. Yeah. Now, you guys have both tried the... Um, the Jack Bonded Rye, haven't you? Yes. It's delicious. I haven't tried the Bonded you Rye. You haven't had that one? I'm getting it I've in here. I um, I tried it last week when Kevin brought in a bunch of stuff for us to try. It's good. I've it's had it's good. all it's- of their special release rye offerings, like the twice barrel, the single barrel barrel proof. I haven't had that those rye. yet. And yeah, you had the twice barrel. Did I? Whistler okay. brought it in one time. Oh, is that um, one he brought? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and... Uh, I've been on a kick with that single barrel barrel proof regular releases that they've been uh, putting out, and those are crazy. Those are so. Crazy. You know, that's the one thing, the the only thing I think I'm gonna miss about you. What? The only thing, just so you know. The only thing <laughs> is the times you're gonna constantly call me. I was like, no, yeah, you did try that, because I forget everything I tried. I know. He's like, no, you tried that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I tried that. I don't remember. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what it tastes so, like. But so you still have to listen to the button. show so yeah. you can constantly call into me and tell me, no, you did. You tried it. You we'll tried put a it. macro on the board that'll only go to my ear. And yeah. if I hit it, it's just going to go through all the whiskeys and bourbons that Rob Well, it's had. just funny drinking with Rob. Like, people will show up and have stuff for him to try. And he'll, like, I think that day we tried a 
Taylor Barrel Proof, a couple different Stag Juniors, uh, Handy, that twice oh, yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing good. Nothing, yeah. good, nothing <laughs> delicious. Waiting for something good to pop <laughs> so, up. Like, right. So, like, in that spread, I understand, like, not remembering a Jack yeah. Daniels twice barreled rye, but it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. Honestly, there's not been any of the newer release Jack stuff that I haven't loved. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some that are better than other, but that rye was great. Um, I'm excited to get in here. I think it'll be a good pour. We do have a, we do have a, it's funny because we do have kind of a jack crowd that come in here. Yeah. And um, the, you know, sometimes they'll ask us, oh, I just want a jack and coke. I'm like, well, we don't have number seven, but we do have all these. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll take a bonded and, and coke. Max. And I they try it and just, they start drinking it neat. After just that. the regular uh, single barrel. The, yeah. I think it's 94. 94 proof. Yeah. It's so good. It so really it is. is. With the demographic like that, like you saying, you kind of have the demographic of that. Um, Rob's with, just teaching them to like good whiskey. Right. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing. Um, thinking of other collabs this year, uh, Rebel is sponsoring NASCAR now. <laughs> Are they really? They have, I can't remember who it was. Maybe. Um, so, I mean, come on, Rebel. You, you got it. Okay. So listen to this. Luxco got bought out by MGP. So MGP <laughs> is like, the cash cow behind all of these things. Rocketing. So it's like they are propelling brands uh, held by Luxco. In, uh, that's pretty good. I yeah. mean, they made fantastic products. But it's a good market. They are going to be a house name sponsoring NASCAR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where Bud Light took an L, <laughs> Rebel's going to come up. What yeah. I'm, so I, I bring that up because with Brown Foreman and Jack, they were sponsoring McLaren. Yeah. F1 and I've read and heard things that it just seemed like off the cuff I don't think like the F1 no. fan base is really in that needs Jack to be a high end like, scotch yeah. and that's, like that. that should be a scotch or a wine wine to uh, Lynn Quintana like you yeah. could, you could sp- if your bottles are regularly over $300 like yeah, yeah F1 and McLaren or maybe not brown maybe forming. just stick yeah. with a you know high end wine or something for that kind of stuff yeah. Yeah. That's your crowd. Jack and Coke on the side uh, of it Cayman sponsoring <laughs> F1 yeah yeah oh, oh there you go talk about that's overpriced a, bottles dude. I no, did. I, that's delicious. Well, no, I'm not saying it's not delicious, but just, that was on the menu yeah. last night at Saver, and oh, okay. it was. Like I had a pour of that at, at Bongi's when I was up there. The Camus Cab. Yeah, oh I my god, Camus. it was so good. Lisa's like, your pour was more expensive than your meal. I'm like, it was good. So uh, Camus at Meyer can regularly be had for ninety four dollars for the bottle. You know what? After trying it, that I would do that. Yeah, I think uh, Sam's had it for like eighty six or something. Uh, and Sam's and Costco are yeah. the cheapest place to get that. My like, Camus is my special occasion red wine, and I normally will buy it for my mother for a gift because it's one of her favorites. But she'll never uh, she'll buy it never herself. Buy it herself. Yeah. It's also nice enough of a wine that she is going to finish it in one night and she knows, hey, I should probably invite somebody over. So it's the gift that gives back. Yeah. So she'll be like, hey, Isaiah, we're going to do steaks and Camus tonight. You want to come over? Like, yes. (laughs) No, No, it's a Jack Daniels night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's not bad. Is your your red the the cab as well or do you have a different red you like? Okay. Uh, Yeah. My uh, more regular drinking, like, Oh, we're doing steak night around the house, whatever. It's a little bit expensive. It's about the $40 mark at uh, uh, Costco is Prisoner. 
I, okay. I, I'm not it's, a, it's a it's a red blend. It's it's not fully dry like a Camus, but for what it is, and it has so many of those like French oak characteristics in there. I think it's great. I'll I, tell you I, another I one that you can find pretty much everywhere that I think is really good for the money. It's I, I can't remember what the price point is now because I haven't bought one in probably twenty years. But it was the Kendall Jackson cab. You, know, you can find it everywhere. It's, it's not super cheap. It's yeah. not super expensive. But it the cab is very good, and it's approachable, and you can find it pretty much everywhere. I think my cheap one would go to uh, Josh. Boone's Farm. Josh Sellers. Yeah. Oh, Josh Sellers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oliver's not bad. If you haven't tried Oliver. Oliver is not bad. There's, there's is actually pretty good. I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of their cab. I'm not but either. They, uh, their red Zinfandel is great, and they also and what is the other one that I, I don't know. It's it's in their flight series. Their dry reds in the flight series, which have it's a it's called the flight series. It's got birds on it. They only release them every once in a while. They but, have a really cool. But when they grounds. do, it, you're talking like under twenty bucks. So it's an it's a pretty easy pickup. Yeah, they have a cool like tour and tasting that yeah. they do there. It, yeah. It's a really nice place. I know this is gonna be but, shocking. I'm sure it is. It smells it's like old Forester. Oh. It's got the old Forester nose. It definitely <laughs> smells like old Forester. Oh, I want to let it warm up a little longer. We got we got a few it's more minutes before little, we get going here. It's still a little chilly. Yep. But yeah, cab, I mean, cab's probably my go-to. You know, that's um, one we ought to do. We ought to, we ought to, I think we should bring You know, let me know. I'll, I'll buy a bottle in, or, yeah. or we can just bring I've got one a couple. bottle. Um, I've got a couple that Jen brought back. I've got a couple at home, but honestly, year. I don't know if they're any good. I think we bought them at, when we were at a, a winery or something, and I never opened them. You it guys want to do wine next week? Sure. <clears throat> yeah, we'll do do wine next That'd week. be fun. Yeah, yeah, wine we, or beer? Because i got a couple beers that we can try, wine. too. Let's, Let's do, wine. do wine. We can do beer okay. another time, yeah. too. Okay. I've got Actually, I've got some great beer. So a real good friend of ours, Dave Lakes, he comes up here a lot. He lives down in Bargersville. And actually – Shout out to the guys in Bargersville. Yeah. There's a new cigar lounge in Bargersville that just okay. opened up. I don't know much about it. I haven't been there. Can't Cleaning? tell you anything. What was it called? I, I don't remember. You could probably I saw say the name and I don't remember page it. The other day. So I want to get I want to make a trip down. So Dave, you're listening, hit me up. I want to go down there and we'll meet up down there and, and check out the place. I love supporting other people doing similar things. Um, but he he actually his son owns Saunder Brewing over in Cincinnati. Oh yeah. And he gave me a flight of all of their um, their stout barrel releases, and I think I've got like five or six bottles of it. So um, that's a lot of beer to drink on a show. But we could yeah. grab one of those and do that on a show sometime too. So I know you've only got another week, yeah. But you can always come back and drink with us sometime. It's okay. I can, I can make that work. Yeah. But, and I know I know Deshong's and well Deshong and and Will are both. Being beer drinkers as well, so yeah, we could definitely a have couple, a fun show. We've got a couple at home that uh, one of our friends blended that we haven't opened yet. Uh, he passed away two years ago, so we've just been sitting on him waiting to try him. Some, Some beers, yeah, peanut butter, uh, peanut butter stout. Oh, okay. See, I've really never been ones, into so. the peanut butter stout. I, can't get I used either. to, and I haven't drank them, so I'm not anticipating them being like my favorite. I thing. mean, screwball's great. <laughs> <laughs> So another wine that, uh, well, it's actually a rosé, which I'm not a huge rosé fan yeah. because they're usually way too sweet. Yeah. But there's yeah. one that we tried when we were in Tiburon in California a couple of, or last year. Uh, Sancier makes a really dry rosé. Oh. And it's, it's, 
it's more like more a semi-sweet like, kind of thing? Yeah, it's more like a semi-sweet and not so much like a typical rosé. So I have to bring That's one nice. of those to Okay. It, it wouldn't, you definitely wouldn't think it would go good with the cigar. Yeah. Because obviously you can't smoke anywhere in the state of California. Uh, yeah. But the guy's shop that we went to was nice enough to let me sit on his patio and smoke a cigar and sold me a bottle of this. Sancier, you rebel. So. Yeah, yeah, until his neighbor was complaining because her shop smelled like smoke because oh her doors God, were open. come on. <laughs> and no. I had to go, but... Yeah. She whiffed one yeah. little waff of smoke yeah. going through, and oh, my God. Right. It was He's his girlfriend, too. The trees. <laughs> the trees are dying. Uh, have you guys gotten into, like, Pinot Noirs? I have not. Like that? That's I'd where like I started. To. I started okay. with Pinots. Yeah. Um, so I like, I like some Pinots. Yeah, so yeah. Jen Zahn is a big wine fanatic, big yeah. into um, uh, champagne. So, like, she got us into most of this stuff. And yeah. I like the reds yeah, more than I like whites. Uh-huh. Me too. Yeah, I'm Jen not a big white fan. Jen drink reds. It, something with the dyes. It's, I don't know if it's an allergy. Well, and there the reds. Like actual red allergies. The whites do not give me a headache. But most of the reds, especially the ones that have the sulfites added mm-hmm. for the, those, yeah. those give me headaches. Yep. But the whites don't typically do that. But I'm just not a fan of the flavor of the whites. So typically. we were we were having that conversation about uh, like the tannins and the sulfites that go into like the aging process and the yeah. skins that they leave in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think maybe yeah next week that'll be a good topic to to go on and and yeah. like what makes a red a red and how and honestly white that's is white that's and, something I've been wanting to do because Lisa and I are kind of in that funk where we're like gosh we have a couple of days off what are we gonna do I'm like. We always go to distilleries or we go to cigar lounges. I'm like, that's all we do every week. Dude, we we, we want to get back to because we used to do the wine trips and yeah. Yeah. I kind of like to get back into it. Yeah. My it only is really fear is, refreshing to be in a spirit where you don't know that much about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it genuinely it is. is. That's one of the things that I've loved about rum recently is like, I'm a noob. When it comes to the whiskey space, like my bl- my blinders are up. Like, I'm not going to be fooled by your marketing. But, yep. like, it comes to rum. Like, tell me whatever you want to. Right. Like, I'm in for it. So, yeah. Like, it's just fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, here, it's nice to learn new things. Here in the whiskey space, like, I'm almost cynical when a brand tells me all the, all this and that. And it's just because I've seen it a million times. Right. Yeah, we, we've said it a million times. It's when you come out and say you're the first one to ever do anything, Yep. odds are... That's not true. It's it's stretching the truth. Yeah. Not a lot and of other. There's not much more you can do. Spirits that are saying that you're doing the first thing. No. Here, first thing there. No. Now, one thing I saw, and I know I sent you guys this picture in the in the group text, was the uh, the egg shaped concrete. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so they were the interior was, was lined it a with stainless. Or um, a fermenter. It was a fermenter. Fermenter. Yeah. yeah. So the inside was lined with stainless because obviously concrete is porous, yeah. uh, but it had something to do with the fact of, and this was in the cellar anyway, so like yeah. it's it's relatively temperature controlled, but it had something to do with the recirculation of like the temperature in the air and it had like the spout at the top, so it touched every part of the inside. Where was this again? Uh, it was at Cake Bread, I think, in Napa Valley. Okay, okay. Um, so one of theirs, and that was one of the like really in-depth tours that we went on, so... If you ever want to go for wine tours in Napa Valley, go in like January. Yeah. You have to sign up for most of them. Like a lot of them yeah. you have to sign up for. You right. can't just walk in the door. But in January, it's cold, it's raining. Nobody goes. Yeah. You just walk in the door. Yeah. You get a private tour because nobody goes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was awesome. it was really private. It was really nice. That's there's, cool. There's been a lot of stuff that we learned off that trip. So the but the egg shaped one, it was weird. Uh, you know, cause that was the first thing we asked was 
well, concrete's porous, so how does it not just like soak up into all of that? Or like how much product are you losing in the fermentation process? And that's when we learned that it was, you know, lined with stainless, which I've also learned is probably not the best material to use yeah. inside of fermenter. But you know, Well, and I wonder, is the, is the concrete really there just more for a insulator Show, kind of thing? Insula- I, I figured it was just insulation, yeah. I yeah. Mean, but it's, again, it's one of those marketing things. It's oh, a yeah. story. And, but We're the first that ever did nobody, it. Yeah, you go to any <laughs> of the other ones, and it's just this big vat. And, you yeah. know, they have the window in the bottom where you can see in. And I'll tell you, the ones I appreciate more are the ones that come back and say, you know what? This is an ancient method of doing this, and we would we decided to try it and see how we could do it. Yeah. I like that where they're kind of going back to the old style. We trying mash the it. grapes with our teeth and then put it in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that was something that uh, Leopold Brothers did in the whiskey space. Is they they did a rye, and uh, you know what? I I have to commend them for doing such an old recipe in like a time honored tradition. But it was a flop. <laughs> <laughs> they teamed up with George Dickel for a release, and it was just like, ah, nope. man, I'm, I'm not sure that is it. You that guys. didn't work. Well, it also ended up being a hundred twenty ish dollar Dickel product. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and before whatever. we get into some of the other stuff here, yeah, couple of shout outs I want to give out. Obviously, Deadwood. Live this table, we 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 love Derek um, Derek and what he does. He um, you know, he's actually taking on a new jobs, so he's a little bit busier right now. But he still is doing the work. Um, so yeah, if you if you want an amazing table like this, or barrel chairs, or anything to do with you know barrel wood or live edge, he's the guy to go to in our region. He lives between here and Greenfield, so he's not very far away. But he'll he'll make make something special and, and basically an heirloom product for you. He's on Facebook, Deadwood Live, um, and that's the best way probably to contact him. Also, D E D yes D E D yes, Wood. Dead Wood. That's Wood his Live. initials D E D. The other one, Aladino, is yep. a sponsor. We're going to be starting. We're going to be signing on with them. So Aladino is a sponsor of our shop and of our show now. So thank you guys. We appreciate you too. Um, we will be having an event with uh, Trey Mack and Aladino around the, the Final Four again, just like last year. It's always a blast. you got to get out here for that. So just wanted to thank those two sponsors. They're, they're killing it for us. So yeah. appreciate those guys a lot. So can we get into Let's the get into the old Ford. Yes. Yeah, I'll tell you. It's definitely warmed up. The it's nose definitely take me, a big whiff on the nose. It's oaky old Forester. Like, yeah, but take no a big whiff on it. It's like. You get that little bit of almost green apple kind of thing going in there. I could see that, um, but you do get that oak, marshmallowy, vanilla component yeah. to this. It's a lot of the similar things I would get out I of a twenty like or fluff. or ten. Yeah, like marshmallow fluff. All right, let's go. Oh damn! They did it again. Oh my god! It hangs on the palate. And it, it keeps building. It uh, almost candied bread. <laughs> it it to me is like angel food cake. Yes, vanilla. that's yeah. the one. So that's the bread yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah, the angel food cake. Oh, that is wild to me. That is delicious. Now, what's funny is like normally the oak tannins hang out at the on the finish everything. No, but that's t- like the first thing that you I get, got oak like on that, the front and oakiness. not in the yeah. finish. Yeah, and then it just that's goes nice. sweet. <laughs> They should have called this 
birthday bourbon. It's like birthday cake. Yeah. <laughs> well, like we said earlier, we don't. You know, that's the age statement on birthday bourbon is not not much different. Really a, a public knowledge thing. No. So it could this be is, right in line with that. This is honestly of the of the three birthday bourbons I've tried. This crushes each one of them. Hundred percent over big time. I've still never had a birthday bourbon I've liked to the point of the price point, I should say. So I know you're oak sensitive. Yeah. Are you oak sensitive in general or are you oak sensitive like on the finish? Uh, in general. In general? Um, it, it is. Oh. It, it is, doesn't seem too much. No, I think this is really well balanced. Um, way better balanced than a certain Elijah Craig product that we have beating that dead horse into the ground. That's a good point, too. We'll bring yeah. up in a minute. Go ahead. Finish your... But, uh, <coughs> no, I am oak sensitive. It, some people love the oakiness to the point where they will drink something that is predominantly oak on the palate. And I don't seek that. I that That's not me. me a either. lot of times, the oakiness, if it is the predominant note, comes off as wood shaving or um, in some of the younger products that have an oak tannin problem that shows up to me is pencil shavings. Yeah. Like, like you just dumped out the, the pencil shaver that was on the wall in your elementary classroom. Like Drying out your tongue and everything. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I don't enjoy that. Um, no. Which is why Elijah Craig 18 shocked me with the cigar. Like yeah. I have never, I didn't think I liked that bottle. Rob's new favorite line until you paired it with a cigar. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, it is true. Yeah. Um, well, and, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing uh, you, you brought up, Elijah Craig, that C923, we beat the hit dead completely. Will actually said he had gotten a bottle and he tried it and he said it was totally different. Yeah, he, he was so, in New Orleans last week okay. and he tried it. So one thing one. I want to ask, well, hold on. I want to ask out any of you guys to have a bottle that you absolutely love. You don't have to bring me a sample. Get the laser code on the side of the bottle oh, and take a picture of it and send it to me because I would like to see because there, there's from what I'm hearing, there's two, there's, different. there's two different laser codes, and I want to see if it's different than the one we have because the one we have is just oaky as hell. Um, so yeah. I'm hoping that maybe that's the only reason is we got the batch that was more oaky and everyone else that's you know doing these reviews. Are getting the other batch. So I watched a uh, Bourbon Junkies video, and they did a blind, uh, and they blinded a bunch of people between they they poured. Um, it was a three way blind where they poured two of the same laser code and one of the other. Oh, um, okay. In that, so they they blinded it that way, which I thought, yeah, I mean, fantastic. Doing it that way kind of shows like if you if if your one and three are the same thing, and you put the third one in last place, it's like, okay, something's There's up, something wrong, you know? yeah. Um, it, but they all went through it, and they said, there is a difference, and there is one that is better, but they're not that far off. Interesting, okay. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, if that bottle was just a tick or two lower on the oak tannins on it, it, it would be fine. Yeah, yeah. But that's just it. It's that oak tannic From is starts to finish. me. So uh, maybe for someone that's not oak-sensitive, they would say, oh, it's not yeah. much different. Totally. Um, but I would love to see that, see if maybe that's what it is. And honestly, if if Heaven Hill knows one of them is better than the other, they're probably sending the better ones yeah. to, to those people to review. I would imagine. So, so what we know, learned. We've, we've, thrown them, <laughs> we've thrown a lot of the reviewers under the bus on that one. But that could be exactly the reason why. And we know from Will, we know Will's palate. 
that he loved it. So I haven't seen him since he got back from his trip. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because I'm I'm curious what he picked up that was different. The other thing uh, that we can say about Will that night is that he was not clean palated <laughs> and he had fat fingers when he was texting us about hurt. how good mm. that uh, Elijah Craig Barrowproof <clears throat> was. I will say there's a couple of couple of uh, possible <laughs> segments coming up on the New show. Segments coming to the show soon. One one might be uh, Will's fat finger facts uh, facts <laughs> text of the week, <laughs> and then the other one we're we're talking about doing is. What did Dr. J find on the internet yep. this week? I've been trying to convince him to do that forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah, th- those yeah. those likely are going to become segments here yep. soon. I will say right now, as soon as we put out there, we're going to do yeah. fat finger text. We'll never get a bad one from Will no. again. 100%. He's going to review every text from that point forward. <laughs> I was cracking up at his uh, his video he sent with him and Becky. Oh, that was with hilarious. The wand. Yeah, so he, he had one of those wands the Harry that, Potter that shoots out flash paper. <laughs> it lights and shoots. And he was waving it at his wife, telling him to get another pour, and you could just see her middle finger rising from the camera. And then he shoots it summon. straight into the couch. Yeah, almost catches the couch on fire. It was awesome. Yeah. That's actually the new intro uh, <laughs> for the show. recording is going to be, oh, shit, damn, oh. <laughs> That was great. So yes, new segments. Coming that would be to, a funny. That would be some funny audio to. to yes. Of just him like wiping his couch violently, trying to make sure it it's going. Catch. in It's got to be a button. Yeah. It's going yeah, in yeah. the macros. Hundred percent. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then a giggle. Yeah. Oh. So. And then of course the, the babbling baby in the snow. Oh. That's that's a yeah, good. That was too. good one too. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. It made me think of the goat. Have you seen the goat? The one, the screaming goat. Yeah. Yeah. How the tongues hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that one. Hockey news this week. Yeah. What do you got? Do you follow the other? Like, I know you follow the fuel, but do you follow like the ECHL? Um, somewhat. Mostly the fuel on that. Yeah. So really, just the fuel, but. Uh, I, I, I read an uh, article the other day about a uh, new addition to the ECHL, rounding it up to 30 mm. teams mm-hmm. with a team in Bloomington, Illinois. Um, haven't had a name yet. Which, if you've never been to Bloomington, Illinois, just know there's nothing but fast food chains there. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get uh, you can get you a fast food burger, some fries, and uh, hopefully soon hockey. Okay. Uh, there is actually a good brewery there. Uh, I forget Ooh, who that? it is, but they have they have a ton of <gasps> sours. That I don't go to Bloom. Oh, I love sours. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, sours is my jam. I, 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 I flipped. Yeah, so uh, the same people that own the fuel. That's why I caught my eyes uh, because I think Fox Fifty Nine posted the link. Oh, okay, um, okay. So, Hallett Hallett Sporting, the owners. That of, sounds right. Of uh, the fuel. Yeah. Are expanding that team for Bloomington? So ECHL's thirtieth team. So are they? Who are they going to be a farm league for? Okay, I'm not sure. I, I, um, well, I didn't go that far into it. I stopped after. Up to see, because obviously uh, the ECHL is one step or two steps below the NHL. So the fuel is distilled. D E S T I H. Oh, I've seen them before. I've seen that name before. They're uh, technically in Normal, Illinois, but Bloomington and Normal are the same place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so so the ECHL, um, like the Fuel, the Fuel are a farm league for the Ice Hogs. Ice Hogs are a farm league for the Blackhawks. So you you 
that's your chain it might of command. Be another one for the Blackhawks. Then I can't imagine it, with it being it thirty. Up, there's enough teams where they somebody didn't well, have one. Because there was two more out west, which like, I, I guess not technically west, but what was it like Tahoe? There was a new one out there in 2023, and another one in yeah, like up north somewhere. But yeah, it, it came in on the like 29 and 30 with them. So that'll be cool to see. Yeah, will be know, more competition. Absolutely. So, okay. That's nice. So quick. Quick round on this 1924, and then we can yes. probably end the show. Yep. If is this something you would chase? One, two, would you pay over retail for it? It, I'd have a hard time paying over retail. I would chase it. Yes, first of all. Like if you could chase the truck and find it at retail at a shop, you would do that. Yes. Okay. Hundred percent. I would have I a hard time. Paying over retail. I typically don't like buying anything over retail, honestly. Yeah. So, but I, mean, five, I might, bucks, I might you know, go five ten bucks. Yeah, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to do two hundred bucks for this bottle. Sure, sure. I saw it like the very Although first I would, time. I love it. Very yeah. first thing I saw about the 1924 after I got the email from Old Forester, uh, I looked it up, and one of the secondary websites had it for like three fifty already. I've seen yeah. it around the two hundred dollar mark locally. So. And honestly, once people try this. The way secondary goes, It'll it's flip. it's gonna flip but. big. I mean, and, and that sucks. I hate it, but it's going to. So, uh, putting this into <clears throat> perspective for you, um, other bottles that are in that same secondary market category would be like Midwinter Nights Dram, Stag. Um, this is kind of in that two to two fifty range. And, yeah. Uh, what else? So, do you there? think being bottled and bond single barrel? Taylor? That's a yeah. That's the thing that's is like you're talking now. about items that are like barrel proof stuff. You think by being bottled in a bond, it'll it'll stun it from getting too high. I think so. Yeah. I see, I don't know. Though, I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, the flavor on it's delicious. I don't care about the proof. But if this were a it? cash strength offering, no question, oh, this would be a five six hundred dollar bottle probably. I, no I question. think I yeah. think you'd be right. Yeah. But it being bottled in bond, and, and at that point, you're at that two two twenty five two fifty range with it. You're saying, okay, do I want to spend my money on this that is very good? Yeah. Or do I want to buy a Stag Junior? Right. Well, and I wonder, and this would be kind of interesting. To, I'd love to talk to them about it. Obviously, this is something they've been thinking about for a while. It's 10 years old. But how many people, I mean, I've had people come in here and ask me all the time, hey, can you do a 1915? Yeah. And it's just one ounce of 1910, one ounce of 1920. Were they trying to meet that market at that 100-proof range? Of being there because that's about a hundred proof when you're doing the two of yeah. them together. That could be. It could be because uh, there's almost a cult following on a 1950. And that was some of like the things that I was seeing with the controversy between the limited release and just like a new staple for Old Forester was uh, was this a mash that they just forgot about? What, yeah. Was did they just like find this somewhere in the warehouse in the basement and they just said, "Ooh, this is let's good. do it, yeah. Let's do it. yeah." But then they have enough obviously to do some sort of limited release for. Who knows how long? I, I think really what they I mean, saw is, uh, well, and they're in the Brown the Foreman catalog, but they saw what Jack Daniels did with their 10-year-old sure. and how big of a hit and success that was. This is similarly priced to the yeah. Jack Daniels 10-year-old that, yeah. that dropped to the market. So they were like, hey, we have this stuff. I don't know what's stopping us from putting it out. Could we have done a, uh, a huge release? Well, they actually did that this year with, I think it was a two and a half thousand dollar bottle that uh, Brown Foreman Reserve. 
did you get that email? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, I was, I hopped on that email so quickly. I was like, oh, this is going to be Oh, that's great. the one you like, sign up for. Yeah, yeah, like I did. whatever. Yeah. And I, uh, I signed up and I was like, I added it to cart, not realizing it. And then I was like, oh, I don't have that. Nope. See, I didn't make it that far. Yeah. I got the email and I clicked the link. And, and it was as soon already as I clicked sold it, out. it said out of stock. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> so I'll try it eventually, I, I guess. I could have bought one. But in my head, that's I, up there. I quickly had to do the thing of like, is any bottle worth 2500 I don't think so. No. Then no. my other thought was, is secondary market going to support this, even being a $2,500 bottle? And you know what? Nope. I'm glad I didn't because now they're secondary market, it will get you like 1200 bucks for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It yeah. fell to half That's this year, which is, oof. That just keep your bottle. Yeah. Crack it. Yeah. It, it is. It's a collector's bottle. That's what it is. Yeah. If you're a Brown Foreman person, it's a bottle you have to have uh, for the most for most people in the universe. It is not a bottle they have to have. No. What would you pay for pour? Of what? Of the twenty fourth, the nineteen twenty four. What would what would you not what you're going to charge? What would you what would you pay for that? If this I pay twenty five bucks. If this were at a bar and it was under fifty, I would buy the pour. I'd be just happy. just to try it for an ounce or two. Uh, it would have, to, have to be, be two. two. Yeah. yeah. I'd I've say I'd say maybe up to thirty bucks to for a two ounce pour. One, so yeah. for me, um, our pour price is going to be about twenty five bucks here. So yeah, I uh, I think it is an adequately priced bottle for what it is. I think so too. Is this a goat bottle for me? No, no. But if I see one on the shelf, I'm going to buy it. Yes, I will too. I'm, I'm not going to chase it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. You did mention Jack Ten and Twelve. We'll be getting those in here too. We got oh, we got those coming. No, he's already got my my cases reserved once once they get the stock for me. So tight. So we'll they have won't that go down to one bottle. It'll be a case. It'll be a case. That's right. Well, Jack does put enough out to satisfy a market, and, and I'm, that Jack Twelve is. It so would surprise delicious. me if Old Forester didn't do the same. They have yeah. to. They have all the McLaren people emailing them all the time, asking for more <laughs> products. <laughs> well, and I will say on this on this 1924, yeah. their model on this was they're only at least in Indiana, um, on premise, which is us, are only going to be able to get one or two bottles. That's it. Yeah. All the other ones are going to go out to be sold at retail, gotcha. so you can buy bottles of them. So you know you're probably going to be able to find this at Total Wine and and sure. some of the liquor stores because, but it'll be gone fast. Yeah. yeah, I mean people are going to wait for it to drop and they're going to be out there and they're going to be sitting on the shelves screaming at the. I've already uh, seen some at Total stuff, Wine you know? and some of the bourbon pages where people tried to hide them behind other products. Yeah, and you know all Which, you got to do is bend over and look at them. Yeah. and there's one that somebody very poorly hid for somebody else at some yeah. point because I'm sure Total Wine, everybody's going to do one one per person. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hide them. Buy it. Just buy, just buy it. it. Just buy it. And yep. let the person behind you buy right. one too. Right. Buy it. Yeah. It's good. And if you I see it, it, just buy it and tell your buddies to go get it. Don't blast on social media because as soon as you do that, it's already all gone. And then everybody shows up and is pissed at the store because they didn't have more than the two cases they were allotted. Yeah. Buy it and share it. What's the best way to drink bourbon? 
Exactly. With your friends. Exactly. That's what I put. That was my answer. I hope it With wasn't my wrong. Friends. It was wrong. It was wrong. The best was. way to drink it's bourbon not wrong is here. to not crack it and stare at it on a glass <laughs> shelf. Sell it. <laughs> yeah. It's the best way to drink yeah, it. Yeah, sell it. All sell right, it. guys. Any last thoughts on the cigar and pour? I don't think so. I, I will love say that both these pours were fantastic. Bellico, so. I did too. Well, uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor. Find me on Instagram, uh, Spencer Lees, and both are visuals. Yep, and I'm at Final Third Cigar. So thanks a lot, guys, and we will see you next week. Cheers. 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 Come get the 1924.